Okay, now I'm spoiling you. It's been about three weeks since our last podcast, and then I posted our most recent one on the September slide talking about how markets uh, dipped in September and what some of the issues were surrounding that. But I'm giving you a bonus episode now. Uh, let's talk about something that's near and dear to everyone's heart, the debt ceiling. That's right. Some timely topics here. Let's talk debt ceiling. Let's dig in. You're listening to Financial Insights, a podcast that helps investors through the difficult maze of financial planning and saving for retirement. I'm Brian Ullman, and I'm a financial advisor and certified financial planner at Ford Financial Group. And together with some guests and other advisors at my firm, we're talking about the issues and questions relating to finance that face our clients every day. Okay, we're back at it again, recording this in the first week, first full week of October. And I'm sure at some point this issue is going to resolve itself. But right now, the bond market is showing signs of worry over the debt ceiling. Now, the debt limit, if you don't watch cable news, is commonly called the debt ceiling, and it's the maximum amount of debt that the Treasury Department can issue to pay its already committed financial obligations. Now, the amount is set through Congress, and it's been increased 78 times since 1960. And through a bipartisan budget act in 2019, Congress suspended the debt ceiling through July 31st of this year, 2021. Now, since August 1st of this year, the Treasury Department has essentially shuffled funds around to meet the nation's payment obligations. But as you might expect, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen says that the, the Treasury Department won't uh, can be able to continue to pay all of its debts when they come due on or shortly after October 18th, which is less than two weeks away. So our base case here is that Congress is going to ultimately do the right thing and either raise or suspend the debt ceiling in due time. And even as this is being recorded, negotiations are going on in the Senate to make this happen. But the longer they wait, that Congress waits, and the longer they take, and the more haggling that goes on, the more this is going to cause unnecessary volatility that we're going to see both in fixed income or bond markets and in the equity markets as well. Now, if the debt ceiling isn't resolved, the U.S. government would technically default on its contractual obligations. I'll post a link to one of LPL's charts of the day where you can see that bond markets are actually starting to price in however remote of a chance, that there is a possibility of a delayed payment. Uh, yields on debt maturing after October 18th have actually started to move higher, as they're the securities that are really at the most risk of a delayed payment. And as we get further into October, unless this issue is resolved, we can really see yields on additional short maturity treasury bills move higher still, as the prospects of this non-payment problem, however slight, gets further and further priced into the market. So at this point, there are two traditional ways that Congress could either raise or suspend the debt ceiling, either through a bipartisan vote or through budget reconciliation. A bipartisan vote, which would need 60 votes in the Senate and thus 10 Republicans to vote with Democrats, it's unlikely given the reluctance of Senate Republicans to vote for an increase in the debt ceiling in the past. The more likely scenario here 
is that the debt ceiling is either raised or suspended through the budget reconciliation process. That only requires 51 votes. So the Democrats can go it alone with the vice president uh, stepping in and casting her vote as the tiebreaker. There's been a general reluctance, though, from Democratic leadership to go this way, but it's becoming increasingly likely that it's the only realistic way to stave off a technical default on the U.S. obligations. Other less tested options include the Treasury minting a trillion dollar platinum coin or through the public debt clause found in the 14th Amendment, which some have actually interpreted to allow the Treasury to continue to issue debt to prevent default. Yellen has kind of recently commented that both of these options are currently unworkable and both would likely be tied up in the courts for some time, though I am actually hearing more and more of this trillion dollar platinum coin option. As silly as it sounds, it's a possibility. Uh, The U.S. bond market investors, though, have taken for granted the government's ability and willingness to pay its debt. While its ability to repay obligations isn't in question, the U.S. can afford it. The debt ceiling debate complicates this country's willingness to pay its debts. If you recall, in 2011, Congress actually waited until the very last minute to fix its debt ceiling issues, and Standard & Poor's actually downgraded the, country, the country's debt rating from to AA plus from AAA because of the questions surrounding that willingness to pay U.S. obligations. Now another rating agency, Fitch, has threatened to do something similar if Congress fails to act soon. Another debt downgrade would likely be disruptive to financial markets, we think. Uh, it, it, it's, we're shooting ourselves in the foot here, really. And so while we think Congress will act in due time and either raise or suspend the debt ceiling, this gamesmanship and political chicken is really going to introduce more and more volatility to markets in the meantime, where we could have a really jumpy kind of October because of these self-inflicted issues that we're having to face here in the U.S., So I hope that clears up some of the debt issues. Perhaps by the time you're even listening to this, God willing, they've been resolved. But for now, we're starting to see some of this turbulence creep into markets because Congress can't get its act together to raise the debt ceiling here in the short term. So if you have questions about the debt ceiling or how all of these congressional issues matter with your portfolio, you can email us at info at FordFG.com. My name is Brian Ullman, and I'll talk to you in the next one. The advisors with Ford Financial Group are registered representatives with and securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, and SIPC. Investment advice is offered through Ford Financial Group, a registered investment advisor and a separate entity from LPL. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Stock investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. The economic forecasts set forth in this podcast may not develop as predicted. Ford Financial Group and LPL Financial do not provide tax or legal advice or services. This information is not intended as a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security referred to herein.